Welcome to the regular Willow City Council meeting for October 24, 2023. At 5 p.m., shall we stand and salute the flag? Roll call, please. Councilmember Hanson? Here. Councilmember Hudson? Here. Councilmember Sprague? Here. Vice Mayor Vaden? Here. Mayor Thomas? Here. Everyone's present, sir. Okay, changes to the agenda. There are none. There are none. Item five would be closed session pursuant to government code section 54954.3. Public will have an opportunity to directly address the legislative body on the two items below before the council convenes into closed sessions. Conference with legal counsel, substantial risk of land litigation, conference with legal counsel, anticipated litigation. Do we have any public comment? Hearing none, we will close the regular meeting for the closed session. It is 5.02. Returning from closed session earlier that we convened at five o'clock, uh, we gave staff direction to initiate receivership on 143 North Yolo. It's an, an abatement issue. And as that was for the first, uh, and, and the second one is we received information on the anticipated litigation and uh, provided uh, information to staff, direction to staff. Welcome to the uh, regular Willow City Council meeting. Uh, we're going to start with a couple things that I really like to do, and that would be a proclamation. Whereas on the 11th day of November 1918, marked by the end of the world of war to end all wars and the cessation of the most destructive, sanguinary, and far-reaching war in human annals, and have resumption by the people of the United States of peaceful relations with other nations, which we may hope may never again be severed. And whereas it is fitting that the recurring anniversary of this date should be commemorated with thanksgiving and prayer and exercises designated to perpetuate peace through goodwill and mutual understanding between nations. And whereas on June 1st, 1954, Congress declared that Armistice Day should be Veterans Day honor all those who served in the wars to preserve world peace and on October 8, 1954 President Dwight D. Eisenhower issued the first Veterans Day proclamation and whereas to protect the nation they love our veterans stepped forward when America needed them most in conflicts around the world their sacrifice and resolve helped destroy the enemies of freedom and save millions from oppression in answering history's call with the honor decency and resolve our veterans have shown the power of liberty and earned the respect and admiration of a grateful nation. And whereas all of America's veterans have placed our nation's security before their own lives, creating a debt that we can never fully repay. Our veterans represented the best of America, and they deserve the best American can give them. Now therefore, I, Richard Thomas, Mayor of the City of Willows, on behalf of the Willows City Council, and the citizens of Willows do hereby pro proclaim November 11th, 
2023 as Veterans Day and urge all citizens of Willows to recognize the valor and sacrifice of our veterans through ceremonies and prayers. Witness whereof I have hereunto set my hand as official seal the 24th day of October, 2023. Now I understand we have Gene, Greg, and John in the audience. Would you like to come up, please? I think the term would be stand fast, but I will read this. I have a second one I'd like to also read. Proclamation of the City of Willows, National Pearl Harbor Remembrance Day. Whereas on December 7, 1941, as dawn broke over the island of Oahu, hundreds of bombs broke through the sky as Imperial Japanese Navy forces launched an unprovoked aerial attack on an American naval base at Pearl Harbor launching America into a conflict that would forever change the course of human dignity, freedom, and history. While the bombardment lasted only two hours, it was devastating, destroying nearly 20 American naval vessels, including eight battleships and more than two, 300 airplanes. The surprise assault resulted in the deaths of 2,403 unsuspecting and innocent military personnel and civilians alike, and wounded an additional 1,178. Whereas on December 8, 1941, while addressing the United States Congress concerning the surprise assault on Pearl Harbor, President Franklin D. Roosevelt requested that Congress declare war on Japan, stating in part, Yesterday, the United States of America was suddenly and deliberately attacked. No matter how long it may take us to overcome this premeditated invasion, the American people in their righteous might will win through, the, through to absolute victory. I believe I interpret the will of the Congress and of the people when I assert that we will not only defend ourselves to the uttermost, but will make very certain that this form of treachery shall never endanger us again. On that day, December 8, 1941, Congress approved President Roosevelt's request for declaration of war, and the United States had officially joined World War II. And whereas, the, although America may have been unprepared for war, in response to the declaration of the war, the American people summoned the great national effort in military strength, and patriots from every corner of our nation answered the call to serve and band together in common cause. Sixteen million Americans left behind everything they knew and loved in order to fight for freedom far from home and liberate a continent from the grip of tyranny. Individuals from all backgrounds have walked and walks of life courageously crossed oceans and stormed beaches, uplifting a generation and paving the way for our fiercest adversaries to become some of our closest allies. And whereas the sacrifices of our military personnel at Pearl Harbor became a prelude to those that America's brave fighting forces were to endure around the world for the next three and a half years. And the example of those who came forth 
in those months and years following the attack on Pearl Harbor, we saw an enduring truth that no challenge is too great when we stand as one people, committed to the ideals which are the stars and stripes symbolize, and we remember that strength, vigilance, and devotion will keep forever America forever the land of the free and the home of the brave. And whereas as it is appropriate to recognize and honor America's greatest generation who, through sacrifice, valor, dedication, and determination, courageously defended our nation and preserved our freedom. And also to honor those American patriots who died as a result of their service, we resolve that we will keep faith with those that we have loved and lost, and resolve that always we will remember Pearl Harbor and the great and the global conflict of World War II. Now, therefore, I, Richard Thomas, Mayor of the City of Willows, and on behalf of our City Council, do hereby proclaim December 7, 2023, Pearl Harbor Remembrance Day in the City of Willows, and I call upon the citizens of Willows to observe this solemn occasion with appropriate ceremonies and activities and to pledge eternal vigilance and strong resolve to defend our nation and its allies from future aggression. And witness whereof I hereunto set my hand and it caused the seal of the city wells to be affixed this 24th day of October Thank you. Thank you for your service, gentlemen. Thank you. Good night. Okay, on to item seven, public comment and consent calendar. All matters on the consent calendar are considered routine and are approved by one motion and one vote, unless council members or the city manager first requests. stop for a moment do we have anybody that would like to speak public comment that is not on the agenda if it's on the agenda there'll be time all right so let me back up here um, so these matters on the consent calendar will be considered one item and by one motion one vote unless council members or the city manager first request that a matter matter be removed for separate discussion and action individuals wishing to address the city council concerning consent counter items or regarding matters not already on the agenda are invited to make oral comments up to three minutes at this time please address your comments to the mayor or the council members and not the staff or the audience by state law the council is not permitted to undertake any action discussion on any item not appearing on the posted agenda if you have documentation you'd like to distribute to the city council please provide it to, to our city clerk Amos Hoover. Do we have any public comment? Do we have any comments on the consent item agenda or pleasure of the council? 
Uh, Mr. Mayor, I'd like to pull several of these, actually, because I have gotten contacted by several and people that are interested in each one of these. So I would pull item C, D, E, F. Um, I have a quick question on G and then H as well. So you'd like to pull C, D, E, F, G, and H? F, G, and H. Thank you. Yeah, I thought I did. That was just to confirm C, D, E, F, G, H? Yes. Okay, thank you. C through H. C through H. At least so that A, B, and I. Consent items A, B, and I for consent items. Mr. Mayor, I move to approve consent items A, B, and I. Second the motion, Mr. Mayor. Discussion? Audience? Hearing none, uh, all those in favor of consent calendar motion? Aye. 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 Forrest? Yes, sir. Thank you. Um, no. Did you vote? Oh, I'm sorry. Aye. That's fine. I'm sorry. Thank you. <laughs> so we will now address uh, item 7. C, opt to end of the uniform construction cost accounting. Yes, a couple of questions of John of this. I, I like this. I think this is, as you pointed out, the $5,000 ceiling has been there for what? 25, 30 years or what? In there. But I'm, I'm asking uh, John particularly here, you identified specifically the public project for in-house that could be done under $60,000, but you, if for replacement repairs and so on and so forth. But then you also say that the bookkeeping process of that, being able to do that is pretty uh, or, onerous. So what, what, how, how complicated is it? Because it does sound like a good opportunity that we might be able to do some things with some of our impact fee uh, monies and that type of thing for some of these smaller projects. I think uh, in general, I don't have the details of exactly what they're going to require for us, but, but I can tell you that a $60,000 project for our current staff is, is not very realistic. We may be able to do projects that would possibly cost ten, twenty thousand, 20000 but a $60,000 project would be pretty onerous. It's, it's mainly going to be uh, accounting for time and then making sure uh, of, of what the full reimbursement is for um, staff, you know, including all their benefits and their pay and, and everything else. So it's just keeping a cost accounting of that to make sure that uh, if cities um, want to push the limit on that 60000 to make sure that, you know, that everything's on the up and up. So. Well, and the number you use is exactly the same number I used. I, uh, John shared with me a couple of weeks ago his list, and this is an excellent job on this, John, identifying the sidewalk and repair, uh, curb replacements within the city. And his total, on his total estimate here, is over $6 million. Mm -hmm. But I identified, I think I counted 17, if I'm not mistaken, that stayed under that 10,000 threshold mm -hmm. that seemed like. If, given the impact fees, I think that we have for streets and sidewalks is a little over 140,000 or 180 the last time I looked in our 
uh, development impact fee accounts. So even though they're small jobs, at least it would be something that we could take advantage of, yeah. which I would, my immediate reaction is we could do cheaper with staff than, yeah. um, than subcontracting it out for those small jobs. I, I would agree um, to the extent that our crews have time to do it. Do it. You know, if we, if we have time to do it, I, I whole, wholeheartedly agree with that. All right. That was just questions. Forrest, may I, if I may, do you want to stipulate within, because we're approving opting into this process, you want to identify that if the onerous costs of accounting or doing the accounting is involved, that there has to be another step or something? Because if we approve it, then it then at some point in time, the onerous cost of the accounting is going to fall in place. But it's not onerous cost. It was a process, it sounded like, from John. It was a cost. So if that, if that causes you concern, David, yes, I would say then how, how do we identify the onerous um, it's like drawing accounting line, procedures, John, I think it said. Or some stop point before we get there that there's a, a, a revisit if there is. Yeah, I, I think I it. think if uh, and if if it's okay with the council, if we have an opportunity to do this or or beforehand, I mean, if the council wants to know exactly the requirements of what we have to do from an accounting standpoint, I'm happy to bring that back. I just don't have that with me now. But or as an opportunity, let's say sidewalks that we wanted our staff to do, I mean, I absolutely would bring that to the council's. So I think it's there, Forrest. I think they'd have to bring it to us, and then we could speak to the onerous difficulty. Well, okay, regardless if we were to do it in-house or not, the whole idea of this opt-out is a good one. Okay. Yes. yes. Yeah. So I don't have a problem with that. I'm okay. not saying we don't do it. I'm just asking, does yeah. this not give us the opportunity to do something in-house, except I don't understand what it onerous... Yeah, it, it does give us the opportunity to do a higher volume um, with our own staff. And I, I'd be more than happy to bring back or provide information on what would be required from an accounting standpoint. But, you know, at, at this point... I'd, say, I'd suggest let's look at that on a one-on-one -on -one basis. I agree, one-on-one. -on -one. Yes. Make the motion to approve. Second. Audience? Further comment on the council? Yeah, yeah, Mr. Mayor. You know, I, I agree with, with approving the language as presented. I believe Mr. Sprague just had a, a question, like say that, you know, has been answered. This, that would be uh, you know, handled on a case-by-case -case basis. I'm very satisfied with the language as presented. That's all I had, Mr. Mayor. Thank you. Should your motion be in the form of a, it was on a consent calendar. This is a resolution behind it. It was pulled up from the consent calendar. Okay, so the second reading. All those in favor? Aye. 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 Motion carries. <clears throat> Item 7D. Yes. This is on the um, new sewage pumps for the Cherry Street lift station. Some information here that's a little bit obscure that um, staff might not be aware of it, so I'll bring it up. Um, we have an estimate here of something north of, or right at $20,000 to be able to do the lift station repairs over on Cherry Street. And Cherry Street, of course, is in Northeast Willows, which has its own uh, sewer system and independent of the cities. But here's a, I'm going to draw our attention back to the minutes of a 
November 27, 2007 um, City Council meeting. There was a dispute, well, let me back up. Back in 87 or 88, 89, when the new sewer system went into Northeast Willows, they um, bonded their own improvements and that type of thing, but they didn't have access to sewage treatment. So they tied that system in Northeast Willows' new system into the city's system to take the effluent down to the treatment plant. But, um, so they entered into an, a JPA back in 87, 88, 89 to, to, to delineate what was the responsibility for Northeast Willows and what was the responsibility for the city. Apparently, there was something that caused a little bit of a dispute in 2007. So that JPA was modified. It was modified to say this, and identifying several differences that they, they remedied with this um, change, this addendum that they did. But one specific to this is another difference between the two agreements is that the current agreement shows a maximum amount of repairs at $1,000. However, it was not clarified whether the $1,000 per year was per project per quarter, per month, or per year. So a new proposed contract sets a $5,000 per year maximum for the repairs that the city will pay for. Um, the president then at that time at the minute say that agreed to the new agreement. Here's the problem. The amendment to that in um, was done on the 23rd of December after that city council meeting that discussed that particular problem. And this is what they came up with. Here's the new language that was adopted into the JPA. Under maintenance and repair of the district sewage collection system, colon, the city shall provide or contract for all maintenance and making of any minor repairs um, minor repairs to the entire sewage system, main trunk, sewer and facilities and sanitary services within the boundaries of what's referred to as the district, with Northeast Willows Community Service District. The city shall pay for the maintenance for or from the annual service charges that the district has paid under the provisions up to a total of $5,000 per year. And it also has a provision that $5,000, that cap will be adjusted on an annual basis based on consumer, uh, consumer price index. Here's my point, that we're putting in, we're going to put in a sewer, uh, the pumps into the SLIF station for $20,000. So, but the agreement with Northeast Willows is the city only pays $5,000 to whatever maintenance that they do. So it also says in here that you can't do it until first obtaining district's written authorization. In other words, they need to be aware that you're going to do this and then they need to approve that somehow or another they're gonna pick up the additional $15,000 for the cost. 
So the problem I see here is that agreeing to do this $20,000 lift station repair tonight is absent. Having them be notified and having them approving and, and uh, give, giving you written authorization. And I would also say that this goes back to 2007. And so if, it, if this set up an increase on an annual basis of uh, the consumer price index, then obviously somebody's got to do the math and see what that $5,000 might be $12,000 now. So not to throw a monkey wrench into the situation, but that's the problem. I think basically. it's neat for us that you dug all that up. I wouldn't have known that in 100 years. Well, you know, David, this is exactly why I wanted to have the sewer ad hoc committee so that we could take a look at these types of things, including you the one that we just committee. discussed. Pardon me? You're a great committee. You're, you're <laughs> you are the committee. I are the committee. You are the committee. Okay. Anyway, thank you. But this is, these are the types of things that are lingering out there that nobody has ever addressed, and this is, this is a good example. I don't example. know how we would have ever found it. Right. The other thing associated with this now, too, now that we've adopted the new fees, the Northeast Willows people are paying into the, uh, the cost associated with the COPs, the certificates of participation, which, if I recall, John, were $7.2 million, I think, between the retiring the um, sewer treatment plant, which is fine because they share in that cost of that treatment plant. But now they're also sharing in the cost of $3.2 million worth of improvements in the city of Willows, which they don't benefit from. So there's another disparity that's in, in here as well. So anyway, I uh, probably defer to council on this one. I have a quick question. What's the risk of a sewer problem leak or failure of the existing pump since these two have been removed? And the redundancy, we're operating on the redundancy. Right. So right now, um, we put two, two newer pumps in there that had been reworked um, because the ones that we had to pull out, we were having real significant problems with. One of them had stopped working. The other one kept getting clogged. So we pulled those out, put the, put the backup ones that we had on the shelf in, and the two units that we pulled out are these, these two units. So... Um, you know, we'd, we'd like to think that the ones that we put in there are going to be fine um, for a while, for instance, and, and I, I am aware of that agreement. I had forgotten that we needed approvals beforehand, but uh, I guess the question is going to be, and, and I absolutely appreciate uh, what you've said, but if we go back to them and say, you know, we calculate what the annual uh, amount is that, let's say it's 12000 and this comes in at 20,000 so they owe us a difference of $8,000 if they say no what do we do because we have we we have to have those as standby because the risk that we we run if pumps go bad uh, we're either going to have to contract with somebody that has a vector truck that can suck the sewage out of there and bring it down to the plant until we can buy new pumps or we have a sewer uh, spill, which is obviously a more significant issue. So um, I, I have no problem in going back to, uh, and, I, and I appreciate you pointing that out, um, I have no problem going back to uh, the Northeast Willows Community Services District and, and running this past them. 
Um, but I guess my question is going to be, what happens if they say no? Well, it may, maybe I can <coughs> offer a suggestion here on this. To me, I understand the distinction in separating their sewer system, underground system, mm -hmm. the static system that's just the staying there. Um, we've got old clay pipe, we've got old uh, orange pipe, we've got all the different styles of pipe that was ever invented. That one, if I recall correctly, and you, you would know Dennis better than I do, you've got 16 foot or 20 foot lengths PVC pipe in the world over there, right? <clears throat> so all of that old, pardon me? Okay, so all of that stuff has been paid for and it's static and I can understand why they're responsible for the maintenance of that because they own that. But I would suggest that the functional components, um, such as the pumps and whatnot, ought to be a citywide, district-wide responsibility and therefore not have a $5,000 uh, cap on that portion of it would be my suggestion. To me, this, this JPA could be easily modified between the, the district and the, and the council, and the problem goes away, with the, and just get her done. That would be my suggestion. Well, council member Sprague, we could certainly look into negotiating a new agreement with Northeast Willows, if that's what you're, it sounds like, I mean, you're suggesting new terms, we could certainly look into that, but that's actually not the agenda item this evening for, right consideration so if the council wants to continue the item until we get written approval although I think the city engineers made a good point if we don't get approval then what so it's you know the pleasure of the council my point my comment is that and I'm kind of not new to, new to all this is if we have an agreement and we don't follow it why do we have agreements if that's the agreement in place we either follow it or change it mm -hmm. I don't know what else to do unless right. agreements are just mythical and that's, we do them when we want no. I think the point is, is the agreement's not the point of subject right now. Replacing the pumps is the it point of subject. It says that there's a shared cost in the deal. And we're being asked to approve 20 from the city budget. I think it is relevant. Well, my recommendation then would be that we continue the item and we'll go back and write mm -hmm. a letter to the district and um, ask them to consider this. And if they say no, we'll come back to you. And, and then we'll say, then what? How about that? Well, that, that would work. The other option would be for us to approve... Um, up to the amount that is our obligation under the GPA agreement, and if and we wouldn't spend it until the they actually approved it from the Northeast Community Services District, or move forward with this agenda item contingent upon a written approval from the district. Yes. Can we just share okay. appropriate according to our JPA? Correct. Can we okay. just in good faith do the project and then talk about reorganizing the agreement that we currently have with them? Or are well, you I, saying I, that that would be in complete contradiction to the agreement? I, I think, would think that so. Council Member Sprague has a good point that, and yeah. so does Vice Mayor Vaughn, if we're gonna follow the agreement, then a motion from the council to approve contingent upon written approval after the district has considered it would work. That would be, you know, then we can move mm -hmm. forward at, we'll go forward and get approval from them and if that doesn't work, we'll be back here again. But you're saying basically go ahead as long as you get the written approval that's in the agreement that Council Member Sprague pointed out. That would be my motion. And okay. I'd make that motion as mayor. But before I do, I'll call for council comment. Yeah, yeah thank you, Mr. Mayor. You know, I, I agree with uh, Mr. Hudson. I mean, so my question was for our city engineer, Mr. Wanger. Uh, this is uh, in, you know, obviously an important matter. We're, we're talking about raw sewage pumps here, right? 
Jury Street Correct. Live Station. Correct. So on the priority scale, uh, this would not have come before us if this was not a priority and these pumps need to be replaced, correct? Absolutely correct. This is probably not something we should we should monkey around with and wait around. We should move forward. You're, you're, roll, then, you're uh, rolling the dice. Yeah, okay, for sure. okay. That's that's not acceptable. So, uh, I agree with uh, with Evan's comments on that. And, but Mr. Mayor, there uh, I believe there's a representative from the district who asked to speak earlier. Uh, yes, I'd like like to hear uh, his thoughts. So thank you, Mr. Mayor. Thank you. To the microphone, please. State your name. So I'm the president of Northeast Willisloo District. Uh, a lot of questions were answered, uh, but just the communication was not there. Um, you know, I wish that we, you know, we, if those pumps got to be replaced, it'd be nice to, you know, we knew they were messed up in the past, but we'd like to know, hey, you know, we need to replace these, uh, you know. So my question is, uh, were those those backup pumps? Are those for all five, all five pump lift stations, or were those just for those cherry stations? No, we have backup pumps for every every lift station. Okay. Okay. So then those are temporarily in there right now, and that's why they're working correctly now. Or? The the ones that we had as backup, when the ones that were in had started to have real significant problems, we pulled the the ones that were having problems and put the backup ones in there. So as we stand today, we don't have backup pumps for the Cherry Street pump station. So now, basically, you're wanting to ask if get the approval for the 20,000 to replace those backups that we put in. Correct. Correct. Okay, yeah, I think that's proper. Uh, I mean, it's up to you guys. Uh, but I have a question for you. I think Forrest, Mr. Sprague, makes a good point that this agreement from way back when needs to be altered, and the direction he feels is that we should just absorb it into the big city program. Is that a fair statement? Correct. But, it, but at the point in time where we are under an agreement where there is a cost obligation to you folks, if we did it and paid it and went ahead, would there be any intent or, or opportunity for you to, to operate or uh, pay something for it? Would that involve our 5000 that we get, correct? Something, yeah. yeah I, I think that's fair. I, I, I would think so, too, because I'd like to do what, what uh, Evan and, and uh, Gary are suggesting, which is to go forward. So, so but it would be nice to not burden the city for the whole 20000 You've heard us talk about money. Right, right. So we're, we got the 5000 That will leave us with fifteen, correct? Yes, sir. So we'd be responsible for the fifteen thousand. Well, a little less than that because there's yeah. a CPI adjustment on the five. Plus, I'd make a deal with yeah. you if you really wanted. Yeah, I think that'd be something we need to bring back to the board. But that's you know, that's what I think. But we need to calculate that. But um, Mr. Wagner, how long do the pumps last? What's their lifespan? You know, that's a really good question because every every lift station has different stuff that comes right. through it. Different we've had a we've had a lot of um, what's referred to as ragging problems, meaning we get a lot of uh, solid rags and different things clogging up the pumps at the Cherry Street. We get a lot of grease um, plugging the lift station at Sycamore Street. Some of the lift stations we really don't have any problems with, so it's it's it varies by different lift station that we have, and and some of them can last five years without having to do some kind of work on it or maybe longer uh, others can last a year my just my thought process is, is if we're going to work with them it'd be great to come up with a depreciation schedule for their lift pumps last 10 years we know they cost about twenty thousand dollars right. of their five thousand and we need to set aside two thousand dollars right so we can build up that right. so the next time it's not taken out of their 
you know, 15,000 out of their backside when they're unexpecting it. Right. You know, try and mitigate that on them and try and create more friends, I guess, instead of what enemies showing up here to get mad at us. Yep. So. So were the, those were installed for like emergency situation? They were not bad about this? They were. One, one of them quit and the other one was just about there. So. That, that's all I have. Thank, Thank you. you for working with us. I appreciate that. Yeah, and Mr. Mayor, just also a side note. It, it, you know, the uh, City of Willows uh, has also entered into agreement with Northeast Willows CSD in reference to, to maintenance or public work staff does maintain those lift stations. So, and that is also part of the previous agreement. Just wanted to make note of that. Pleasure of the council. The motion approval contingent upon um, the district's approval of picking up the whatever the balance ends, ends up being. Second. So do you have that motion correctly identified? Any further comment from the public? Yep, exactly. Mm -hmm. exactly. All those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Item 7E, Mr. Mayor, I, um, the city manager has responded to my question, so I'm going to move for approval of uh, item 7E. Second. Proofs item 7E as presented. Discussion from the public? Council? All those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Next is the uh, 7F, Mr. Mayor, which is the letter to the city or to the district from the city in regard to the uh, the school barn. Um, I'm assuming, correct me if I'm wrong, you and uh, Carolyn must have collaborated on this letter, Marty? Um, so I, a while ago, actually um, directed the city planner to um, research and draft an initial letter, and uh, he circulated it that and got input from the city engineer and the building inspector, and then uh, the city attorney did add some additional comments that were added and the whole thing was put into a single letter, which is what's in your packet draft letter here today. Well, kudos to staff. Um, everybody knows that I wrote a couple of letters, but you got both of you, or all three of you together, got a little bit more firm with the district in regard to this, so kudos. Um, that was my prime objective, of course, in bringing this whole issue to the, to the forefront. Um, I also, out of, out of full disclosure, I should share uh, I got challenged last week by somebody that uh, I know that says, Mr. Sprague, I've never known you not to do your homework on something before you actually made comments on it. Why have you not gone down to see what Davis has done? I got that phone call on Friday at 10 o'clock. I was in Davis by 2. Um, and they have quite a... They thumbprint you and take your picture and everything else, but they did drive me around in a golf cart, so that was that was easy on me. But I have to I have to share. Um, I was impressed with the facility. I talked to the students. The students get a lot of out of what they do um, at their project. Uh, they're very enthusiastic about what they do. Uh, the facility was top drawer, very clean. They did not have any animals this time of year in, 
there. The only uh, animals that they did have were chickens. Um, so I did ask them about some of the issues that they had when they first started out, and they admitted flies were a problem, so they quit with the, the pigs, um, citing the fact that they do have larvae and the, and the uh, yeah, help me with the, the term for the baby flies before they become flies. <laughs> Maggots. Maggots. And so on, so they quit doing that. Uh, they also quit with the chickens, or not with the chickens, but with the roosters, because people were complaining about that. I did not notice a particular amount of smell, but again, no animals were present. Um, the facility, I did see the uh, firsthand some of the pictures that we were given by the district, and I did look at this. This is particularly their sewage system which they have a tank in there. It's a three-compartment tank that takes the solids in and separates them and then grinds and, and so on. And it does tie into the city's system in, in Davis. Um, um, Forrest, if I may. Yes. Um, our agenda item is for the approval of the letter. That's right. You're right. I, 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 I appreciate your information. I'd love to have that if that's necessary to be brought back. But no, that's fine. Let's, I'm let's sorry. Keep Sorry. Let's keep to the agenda item of, yep. Anyway, the point is that uh, I, I like the letter. I, I think the letter is good. I think there might be people in the audience that might like to make some comments in regard to this as well. Thank you for bringing me back on track, Mr. Mayor. I know I tend to wander. <laughs> comments from the public? Come forth. Come hither. Rebecca Smith, and I want to make sure that my voice is heard since at the previous council meeting, I guess if we didn't speak up, I guess it was thought that we didn't care anymore. Um, I do appreciate the letter. I think it has some very good valid points. Um, I'm totally in support of it. I feel that uh, uh, due process has not been served. Um, I think Willow's uh, Unified School District is pretty much being a bully. Um, Kind of railroading the community and doing whatever they choose. So I highly support the letter and I hope that you guys do vote in favor. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Anyone else? Pleasure of the council. Mr. Mayor, I um, make the motion that we approve the letter as drafted and uh, send it off post haste. Second the motion, Second, Mr. Yeah. Mayor. Comment? Uh, Mr. Mayor, I'd like to thank staff uh, for uh, preparing a, an excellent letter. Good job, Marty and Carolyn and staff. Thank you. Go ahead, Ditto. Mr. Mayor. All right. All those in favor? Aye. 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 Opposed? Approved. Item 8G, lease of city-owned property. Yeah, just a quick question here. Probably, I don't know who designed the I, the uh, parcel that we're going to carve out, the 1.5 acres. But I'm looking at this and wondering why we have a dog leg in it. It seems like to me, if we just did a parallel line adjustment, lot line adjustment that went due east and west, we would eliminate that dog line. If I were the farmer wanting to, and Gary, you could speak to that. If I were farming the rest of that 
acreage independent of the 1.5 acres that were taken out of that, I would not want to have to deal with that dogleg. I'd much rather have a parallel line there. And to me, I look at the design and the location. If we're going to put solar panels down there, it seems like solar panels wouldn't care if that, if that configuration were changed. If it's, if it's okay with the council, maybe you could allow some discretion on the part of staff as we actually get into the design of the facility because right now That's we're not right. at that place. And so the reason I did that was because that little white spot in the upper left-hand corner of the drawing, you see that? It's actually like a little huh. building for huh. utility. That's where the solar array would hook into the system. And truthfully, I'm not really sure whether this configuration or one straight across would be better. So I was going to wait until we get the approved PPA, and I work with the designers who do this for a living. And so I was just trying to show what a rough, you know, one and a half acre would look like. But certainly, That's fine. if the council pleases, we'll, we can look at doing it the other way as the first option. And then if that doesn't work, maybe something like this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, Mr. Mayor, if I may. Yes. Me. No, thank you, Mr. Sprague. No. Uh, Basically, the way I would look at it would be uh, whatever works, you know, best for the city of Willows, you know, based on uh, design and engineering costs. And in reference to farming ground, I mean, it, it doesn't really matter. I mean, okay. that'd be no different than having a pad there. You know, you just you just deal with it. So, but I would I would look at it, to, you know, whatever whatever works best for our purposes out of that 58, 59 acres. That's all I had. Comments from the public. Comments from the council. No. Pleasure of the council. Mr. Mayor, move to approve uh, item uh, 7G as presented. Second. A motion to approve item 7G as presented, seconded. All those in favor, signify by saying aye. 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 7H, um, master fee schedule. Um, the answer that I got back, I asked earlier. Um, when this was approved to move forward with the RFP, the answer I got, if I understood correctly, Marty, was that that was done in uh, during budget process by the entire council or just the three three members of the budget review. Uh, the entire council is part of the approval of the budget. It actually the um, fee schedule was actually in last year's budget, and because of staffing levels, the the twenty to 22-23, sorry, the fiscal year 22-23 budget. But because of the staffing levels at the time, um, we weren't able to ever get to it during that fiscal year, so it was just a rollover from the prior fiscal year, and it was approved as part of the budget this year, this in June, by the, by the entire council, and I believe it was a 5-0 vote. Am I, I, don't re I don't remember the exact vote, sorry, in June. I wasn't on the council then, so I, my recall isn't. Correct. And, we vote on so many things. My recall isn't so great sometimes for certain things either. <laughs> well, my my concern is that raising the fees and whatnot. And it, is this isolated just to the building permit process, or is this going to? I didn't read through the whole thing. I'm sorry. Everything that they've got, are you including development fee increases and so on? And this, it, it would be process. everything except impact fees would not be included. Included. So that would be business license fees, looking at recreation, and it's it's. I want to clarify, Councilmember Sprague, it's not a guarantee that everything gets increased. It's a guarantee that everything gets reviewed, and we know for sure building permits and planning permits, I mean, is, 
the staff report says the building permits, some of them haven't been updated since 1997. So we're woefully below market in most of these areas. So all of these areas except impact fees, which are not included, would be reviewed and evaluated based on the surrounding market. And the, the development fees would take an old new nexus study. Correct, and that would be a totally separate RFP separate. and bid process, yeah, that someday we'll I still get do to. have a little bit. I mean, the idea that ours are cheaper to me is marketability to try and get people to come here. I agree, Forrest. I'd like to have provisions to waive them. That's how you get around right. the fee structure. Yes, exactly. And, and two, given what we do know, I'm assuming this $30,000 is a direct hit on general fund. That is correct, yeah. Okay. Yep. And we Except all know there will be some allocation for the fees, like sewage connection fee, there's going to be a little bit that'll come out of the sewage fund, but mostly, you're right, 30,000 of it will come from the general fund. Okay. I'm, I'm hesitant to suggest that, that uh, we move forward with this at this point. I, I have a question, uh, Mr. Mayor and staff. I, I read these, and, um, and so Wilden offers this service, and they, as best I could tell, they were comparable. For $29,710, and I believe their due date was April of 24, if I got that right. The Kim Witten proposal was $128,840. Did I read that wrong? Nope. No. Yeah. How could they be yeah. that far apart? $100,000. I mean, it almost sounds like they didn't have the same set of criteria to bid on. I can't imagine that delta. That's way past standard deviation. Honestly, it has to do with at least from staff's perception when we were reviewing and rating the proposals, um, Wildan has done it a bunch of times. They've done it all over California. They know what they're doing. And the, the other one that was 120,000, there really was not uh, any true experience in doing exactly this. So I, I think it's just... All right, talk about missing the mark, huh? Yeah. I, I just want to make sure that they both bid the same <clears throat> They request did. of data and information because that that is a remarkable delta yeah, it was an rfp process so they, wow. everybody got the same thing somebody should call them up and tell them they missed it by a hundred thousand bucks mr mayor go ahead Gary. yeah first off i like you know i like to just remind the council that you know we're we're decades behind behind the eight ball with our with our master many of our master fee schedules uh, most of this, these are pass-through costs. They're, it's recovering staff time is, is what these fees are for, recovering staff time. If we don't move forward with, a, with, a, with a, an up-to-date review by Wildan, who, by the way, is, is, a, is a, solid, a solid company with a deep bench and vast experience with these types of matters, obviously. Um, you know, if you're concerned about $29,710, that's just a drop in the bucket to the to the staff costs that you're not going to recover on pass-through uh, monies uh, if you don't move forward and update the master fee schedule. We're just going to continue to be get more and more behind the eight ball as as costs uh, rise, and that's why we've uh, we, as a, the previous council um, agreed to move forward uh, with this uh, review in the budget. So I think it'd be I think it'd be foolish not to not to move forward with this review and and bring us up to uh, 2023 costs like all of our surrounding municipalities do, uh, except for us. We're just way behind. We're just, just, uh, just 
just with the right with the increase of costs uh, and uh, our costs rise as well our staff costs uh, rise so we're we're bleeding money on these pass-throughs if if we don't uh, review our master fee schedules well and i would just say wyatt um the building inspector offered to come tonight and i told him well i'm gonna have john here so <laughs> um but he said you, you know uh, we talked about this, and he said, you know, you've left, the city has left tens of, probably hundreds of thousands of dollars on the table by not updating before now, especially he could speak to in building, building permits. And um, he, he's had developers almost laugh at him, like, you call that a permit fee? Like, it's, they, they, they've told him, you need to increase your fees. So he's gotten that feedback from investors and um, developers, so... And there's no argument against updating fees that are that old. That's uh, any business worth its salt is looking at costs versus revenue and pricing accordingly and also based on the market. I have a question, which is one of the reasons we're here is uh, on more than one occasion, someone would come to me, Alves Glass, and say that the fee structure to conduct a modification or change in his business was so great that he didn't do it. So how is it that we're back in that rate structure time period and people, more than one person has said to me, by the time they let out what I had to pay to do the deal, I quit. I mean, are we I, really I that far so behind I, I the other cities? I haven't experienced that here where I've had that many I, people walk away the only one that knows and not that finish a project. I haven't yeah. experienced people yeah. walking away and not finishing a project here. There's, yeah. there's one or two people that the permitting is languishing right yeah. now, but they haven't yeah. said that. So I, I, I haven't had that experience. Well, that, okay, so uh, again, I, even the Hampton Inn, there was talk about how much it cost to get permitted and through the rate structure that is up front for these people to build. So I guess my real question is, are we really that much cheaper than the cities around us? Really? I can I think answer one question on that. Because yes. <laughs> I just built a shop and, I pay, and my contractor came in and got the building permit. It was $928. He told me if that shop was built in Chico, it would have been $2,900. And in Orland, it would have been $2,600. Okay. I mean, we're all excited yes. about inspiring development now, growth. I don't want to price our fees out of it, but at the same time, we need to, to make sure that we, we have that. And I would think, as a former developer, you would be familiar with <clears throat> the fee structure is part of what your overall budget is. That's correct. I think one of the things we need to make sure we do is when we do have our revised fees, because I don't think our website... Um, as I've been shared to by a surveyor, he comes in with what he's supposed to have from his client for a pass-through account. It's $500 on the website, and he says he was told he needed $2,000. So he had to go back to his client for that. So I'm in favor of going forward with a, with a revision and look at our fee schedule, and at the same time making sure that our website gets updated so it's correct, so people can find out what it is, especially the contractors who get a check from their customer, they don't have to go back. So the pass-through agreements we are actively working on, I got a draft from the new city planner on um, making a more transparent and clearer pass-through agreement, which I call cost recovery, because that's really what we're doing, it's cost recovery, um, and trying to make it as clear as possible what the deposits are, because I, I appreciate um, Mayor Thomas, this has been a, a bone of contention with you since even before the election that you'd like to see 
the cost recovery agreements be much clearer and so that somebody knows what they're entering into and what they're paying. And so we are working actively on that. I think as far as the master fee schedule, the other thing I would say is our fees, unfortunately, are sort of spread all over the place, on the website, uh, different locations. The point of this would be to create a single document that's actually called a master fee schedule in other cities where all your fees are in one document in one place so somebody can look at everything from business licenses and building permits and it's all in one place. And we don't have that now and I think that also creates additional confusion um, on the part of investors, developers. And that's going to be done by this master fee schedule, like this yes. company will essentially I'm going to direct them to do that. Us. Okay. <laughs> yes. yeah, it's modern, like it. moderniz modernization. Yeah. You know? Correct. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. knowing we, we get more try friendly. to replace a sign, we overpaid and had to get reimbursed by the city because we didn't know which fee to pay and really we didn't know where to go. And that's just a small thing, so. Right. And I'm going to respond quickly. I, I don't read a lot of the social media items on but on this particular case, I saw a Facebook post that says, well, why don't, why wouldn't the cities be able to pick up the phone and call all the surrounding jurisdictions? Right. So in reading this particular proposal, I see the fee schedules are rarely readily and directly comparable from agency to agency due to def definitional and operational differences. For example, a grading permit in one jurisdiction may include the plan check service, while the same permit in another jurisdiction does not. So it, it seems to me that it wouldn't be as simple as, as presented to just make some phone calls. Plus, we have to make sure that our fee schedule is consistent because it needs to be what we cost us to do, not, not what it costs Orland or some other city to do. So Correct. I think we really need to understand what our cost structure is with, and, and move forward. And, and Mr. Mayor, yeah, is, and as noted in staff report, that this is a comprehensive update, and it is comprehensive and and you know all including all inclusive, and uh, there will also be public workshops on this, with the you know council engagement, so the public uh, will be part of part of this process, in the bid, which is a good thing. Do we have comments from the audience? Asbury. I have built in Glen County, Tehama County, Shasta County, Sacramento County, uh, Yuba, all clear up into Reno. And the, the fees do vary significantly because of what do they include. Uh, the best ones are, here you go, that's everything here. Here's a sheet of paper, there's everything that's on it, this is what your fees are. There's no doubt. You write out a check for what it is, and you go on. Our fees here on some of the simple building projects uh, in the last, not in the last two years, but in the last six, um, we haven't done the project because it costs more to do the, the permits and the pass-throughs and everything else uh, than the whole project was gonna cost. The question I would ask is, if we're gonna raise the cost to the developers, to the contractors to build these projects and the homeowner eventually, how much can we get from each one? Because 
we don't do a lot of building around here. We really don't because of other interrelated inter problems. But the thing is, how long does it take to get $30,000 back? You know, it, it's kind of self-defeating. I would also point out, if I might, that every time a raw piece of land that's a vacant lot right now, probably, what, three or $400, $500 in property taxes, and then somebody builds a house on it, and now it goes up to three or $4,000 a year out property tax. So it's a gain-gain. It's not like people are lined up from here to Sacramento <clears throat> to come and, and start building and doing stuff here. And, well, and this we'll, council wants to fix that. Pardon me? This council wants to fix that. Right, I, I agree. A question maybe of, of the city attorney. I've always been perplexed when we do these fee schedules and they linger then for 16, 17, like I think the last one was 2015, or, or uh, yeah, 2015 was the last updated one that I have a copy of that's on, online. Why isn't it ever built in, this is the fee today, and then we build in next year, it goes up with the CPI, uh, Consumer Price Index, or something like that, and we never have to come back and revisit these, that we just let them increase by whatever percentage we determine that we're gonna increase them by whatever scale that we're going to use uh, I think that you have to like was earlier said you have to base it off of what the actual costs are right. and you can't predict that or know that a year in 2015 what it would be like in 2023 even based on a percentage or some other outside influence um, because costs can change as we see there's inflation there's other issues that come up um, that we can't predict. So, so instead, we, we fall behind for a decade or two and then... Well, uh, you certainly don't have to fall behind. You can revisit this every year if you'd like. Yeah. It's a business thing to me. It's management. That's a management right. thing, price setting. So, I mean, a CPI add-on, we, we sit down and do price reviews and we look at the CPI and then we do this. CPI, oops, that's under market or that's not covering costs. Just a, that's what our city manager and our staff's doing, should right. do, every year, like you said, every year. Right. No such thing as a 10-year pricing plan. You know, I also yeah. may point out, I believe in Wildan's proposal, they said they were going to give us a, uh, basically almost like a spreadsheet that staff will be able to update on an annual basis to make sure that we're doing that. So they're, they're giving us the tool that we could do that on our own. So this isn't uh, just a study, this is actually lining the city out to manage its own fee schedule a hundred times better than how it's currently being managed. That's correct. Yes, right. okay. then it, yeah, it's complete update. I don't, I don't see why we're still, yeah, it makes all, sense. All-encompassing update, it's yeah. much needed. And that's not to say that all these prices are going to go up. They, yeah. Some of these prices are already been said. that haven't been updated right. since Y2K, when all the computers <laughs> were supposed to go <laughs> haywire. <laughs> yeah, they need to be updated. Pleasure of the council. Mr. Mayor, move to approve item uh, 7H as presented. Second. Further discussion? Hearing none. All those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? Twist. Twist. <laughs> okay. Passed unanimous, right? Uh, Councilmember Sprague, was that an aye or a no? I, I'm legitimately confused. It's a maybe. 
Did you say I or nigh? I. I. Okay. 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 Sorry. Twisted my arm. Okay. Um, next item on the agenda. Uh, this matter is for discussion. Um, anybody wishing to address the council at this time on these items will be called up at the time we have that conversation. Uh, let's move to 8A, temporary law enforcement contract with the Glenn County Sheriff's Office. Do you want to take this, Marty, or do you want uh, the ad hoc committee to take this? Um, I'll just, I mean, have the ad hoc committee um, say any comments they want, but in broad strokes, basically, this is a temporary law enforcement agreement for full service law enforcement with the Glenn County Sheriff's Department from now, really October 16th, when it was about to expire, as the council knows and the public knows, through December 31st for um, a total of uh, 1.285 million in change. Um, and that is a half of the proposed amount for the full year from the sheriff. Um, and those services would are they're um, outlined in the Excel spreadsheets that are attached with the number of officers that would be included in the full services in this temporary contract, as well as dispatch and animal care services. And that's basically it in a nutshell. My comments on this. Um the ad hoc committee, along with Marty, met with the sheriff and undersheriff, um, well, with sheriff once, but uh, well, sheriff twice, actually, and the undersheriff multiple times. There was no negotiation or no movement on the sheriff's part off of his 2.57 um, demand. And the way he op op operated and announcing to the world that he was terminating our, our police services as of October 16th at midnight um, was a strong arm for the council to have to do something to make sure we had um, law enforcement services within the city. <clears throat> There's numerous things in this agreement that I don't agree with of what he's charging for and um, the uh, biggest issue well the easiest one to look at would be uh, he's charging us for 12 automobiles at $13,000 a car and um, if you look at the uh, government code that he's quoting in his uh, demand it says he has to charge what is legally he cannot charge us less than he is entitled to receive but at the same time, that same code section reads that he cannot charge us for something that he's already providing to the county in the general services. So the proposal was for a quarter of, a, of his four deputy sergeants. So that total one sergeant we we're paying for. But if that's the case, Three quarters of that sergeant is getting his own automobile, and we're paying the whole freight for one of those automobiles. And he's already providing that. So I think that's $165,000 that was an issue for me on the surface. This was a strong-armed agreement that we're going to have to approve. Uh, the way we were able to afford to do it is we had a $1.6 million budget approval. 
we were able to pay the agree to pay the 1.285 based on it's within the budgeted amount of approval and that we will continue to work with the sheriff and the county to see if there's a better way to do this it's not what I really want to do but it is what we have to do I must say mr. mayor and uh, that you and the ad hoc committee did a, a good job I, I know you didn't have a lot of choice but we saw the media we know the, the strong arm technique, and we were on Friday, or on the day of it terminating at midnight. So thank you for, I guess, acquiescing and keeping us going at least till the end of the year. And I'm sure that we'll come up with some very excellent solutions to this somehow. I hope so. Gary? Yeah, yeah thank you, Mr. Mayor. Thank you, uh, uh, Vice Mayor Vaughn, for those uh, comments. Uh, uh, Mayor Thomas, uh, perfectly described the situation <laughs> just now. I won't, uh, I won't repeat that, those comments. I do agree with them. Uh, as city council, uh, we have a, a major primary duty to provide law enforcement services to the citizens and visitors of the city of Willows, and that's what we have done, that's what, and that's what we will do, and that's what we're discussing tonight, continuing this, uh, this temporary contract uh, for the Glen County Sheriff's Office to provide, in essence, full scope law enforcement services to the, to the city through the end of the year. I agree with you, Rick, your comments. Uh, having said that, I've you know, been involved in, uh, in I, too many to count uh, over, the, over many years, public contract negotiations. This is by far the most difficult contract negotiation I've ever been involved in. Uh, I'd like to thank Rick and Marty and Carolyn for all of their work on this contract. Uh, I'd like to thank uh, my colleagues on the City Council for understanding. Uh, we're up against a wall here. We've already made some, uh, you know, some public statements about uh, moving forward in the future, but I'd like to point out the fact that this contract does provide, continue providing the, uh, um, uh, with the Sheriff's Office providing, uh, continuing providing the full general law enforcement services within the incorporated limits of the City of Willows. Uh, seven days a week, 24 hours a day, okay, as we, we have done. It continues with a five-minute uh, response time uh, for crimes of violence, and those crimes of violence are defined by the Department of Justice Bureau of Justice Statistics, uh, also uh, involving in-progress crimes, and a 10-minute uh, response time to one hour for property crimes, or in other words, non-emergency non type type. Uh, crimes and calls or cold calls for service. Uh, also provides for that the Sheriff's Office will provide a detailed monthly report to the city of activities undertaken in performance of the services under this agreement. The report uh, uh, should include at a minimum an overview of general activity, arrest, traffic enforcement, and average response times. Uh, moving on, uh, as Rick said, this agreement is for $1,285,306, exactly one half of what the sheriff proposed for a 12-month contract, which we clearly can't afford. And I'd like to point out section uh, 13 under miscellaneous 13A. This contract calls for good faith negotiations. The city and the sheriff county agree to engage in good faith negotiations and fully cooperate with each other. For future services contract, this includes the sheriff providing full and open disclosure of financial documents and budget-related reports for the cost analysis, planning, and staffing of a future contract between the parties. 
Uh, this is a very important part of this contract. Uh, the contract, I, uh, I feel, is uh, well, well written and uh, covers all of the relevant pertinent bases and uh, locks us into moving, faith in, moving forward in good faith negotiations. And I will hold the Sheriff's Office to that as we move forward to provide law enforcement services uh, continuing in January, from January 1, 2024 uh, forward. So I'm in favor of approving uh, this uh, agreement uh, as proposed this evening. Once again, thank you, Rick. Thank you, Marty. Thank you, Carolyn, for all of your work on this matter. Thank you, Gary. It was, a pleasure, it was a pleasure working with you under the circumstances, although it was difficult. It started out, it started out uh, uh, Hopeful and very well. And I'm sorry? Hopeful and optimistic. It was started out, uh, uh, you know, it, uh, quite positive, and uh, it uh, did not end that way. I we went get a wall. With a, my tongue bleeding several times. But for the audience, <laughs> I just point out that our previous agreement was for seven deputies and a lieutenant. Um, what he proposed was a lieutenant, two additional deputies, totaling nine, a sergeant, which we didn't have before, a detective, cleric and an evidence technician half-time along with 12 cars and uh, dispatch and animal control so that's where the differences came from yeah 12 12 sworn officers <coughs> administrative clerk plus one half evidence uh, technician out of the 12 sworn one lieutenant one sergeant one detective uh, in our previous contract uh, we had with Glen County Sheriff's Office went uh, uh, very smoothly. There are always bumps in the road with law enforcement services when you provide law enforcement services. Just, it's just the nature of the business. Any issues that arose were swiftly uh, uh, taken care of. And uh, with our previous uh, uh, five and a half year, uh, five, five and a half year contract. But, uh, you know, contractual law enforcement is nothing new. It works well. But, uh, you know, it, it you have to have uh, uh, willing parties that, that want to agree with uh, providing contractual services. So moving forward, you know, we'll, we'll uh, work, you know, toward good faith negotiations and, and go, uh, go from there. So this is a temporary, a temporary stopgap. So here we are. And Mr. Mayor, if I may, I'd like to uh, uh, attach to what uh, uh, Gary says, and that is to hold them accountable um, there is a substantial interest in the community for traffic control. It's in the contract. It says they will do traffic uh, you know, enforcement. And yet I repeatedly hear from folks about the lack of traffic enforcement. Part of holding them accountable in the next several months is to pay attention and to watch and to check and to look. Read the sheriff's report in the paper. Read the blotter, what's happening, where it's happening, who it's happening to, and what not and wherefore. And when we do to the comment, I'll talk about our, our uh, Imagine Willows meeting last night and some of the thoughts that came out of that. So, uh, again, thank you, Gary. I think we need to spend the next several, next two months, not only dividing, des designing a system that will work for us, that we can pay for, but one that truly represents what's going on and what is perhaps an imaginary structure. Yeah, uh, Mr. Mayor, if I may. Mr. Mayor, if I may. Gary. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, thank you, Mr. Bowden. Yeah, to uh, answer your question in reference to traffic enforcement, yes, the original contract from uh, uh, July 1, 2017, did it, full, it called for full scope law enforcement services involving mm -hmm. traffic enforcement as well. It's in, in the full scope. It's in it's this, in this one. It yeah. is, and it was in the previous contract as well. Uh, 
Yeah, and I just, I just wanted to point out that in our previous agreement under uh, 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 former Sheriff Warren, the city of Willows was not responsible for uh, a lot of the soft costs that he would, uh, costs that he would have to encumber in his, with his operation anyway. Uh, that has since changed. We are being uh, held uh, responsible for all, all costs associated. So, and uh, I'll stop, I'll stop there. Forrest. Yeah, um, something that I noticed in here, and maybe I'm just blind to it, but we make several uh, references to attachment or exhibit A. Um, if you look on the page 98 of the of the the uh, agenda item, anyway, uh, 2C up there makes reference to it. Um, another location, bottom of page 101, makes reference to exhibits all the exhibits and then at the top of page 102 it talks about exhibit a services to be provided by the city and then when you look at the services to be by, provided by the city it's blank so does that mean we don't have any services provided by the city it's a typo it should be services provided to the city because or, the sheriff services to be pro excuse me right that's i'm sorry that's what i meant well, yep, My it mission. actually is a typo, so before I answer your question, yeah. you should have the actual attachment, which is attachment A. It's a Do you have this for it's it's the, the it? was on. Oh, okay. That. You keep going? Yeah. It's okay. just a cover sheet. And this then, is the cover sheet, and then this is the... Yes. All that, exactly. Okay. Sorry, That's correct. I did. All right. But also, just to, to correct what Mr. Sprague, Councilmember Sprague pointed out, it should read... As the title to exhibit A, services to be provided to city. Right, okay. Instead of by. And okay. that would be on page 102 as well as the cover page on 105. And if it hadn't been for that typo, I would have turned the page and realized what the services were. Thank you. <laughs> okay. My, partly my bad. Sorry. Evan? Mm, I'm not going to say nothing. Pleasure of the council. Mr. Mayor, I move to approve item 8A as presented. Second. I, and Forrest seconds that. And uh, does this require a resolution? Uh, this would be a vote on the contract to approve the contract as it is before you. Okay. So it can just be a, all those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? So carried. Um, sales tax measure ordinance discussion. As we agreed to four to one at our last meeting with regard to placing a um, fiscal crisis on our part. Uh, so this would be the actual ordinance that would be voted on by the people. Is this um, Marty or is this Carolyn or is this? Well, I think that th this is a continuation of the item that was on the last agenda. The council did receive the ordinance as well as the resolution related to um, declaring a fiscal emergency. And there was some discussion, but as council member Sprague pointed out, um, we did get uh, that information to the council um, 
later than we would have liked to, not within the 72 hours required of the posting of the agenda. And I think that um, Council Member Sprague in particular pointed out that he would like some additional time to review it. So we added it again to the agenda this time for additional review and comment from the Council if there's any changes um, that the Council want to talk about. Um, and certainly Carolyn, the City Attorney, can speak directly to the sort of the crafting of this ordinance and what went into the crafting and using special counsel. Um, and that's really about it. That's all I have to offer. I'd, I'd <laughs> like to know, if I may, uh, the estimated income generation off of the tax as it is currently designed. Based on HDL's projections, and they did do, uh, they did do a projection for us for the one cent sales tax, it was 1.54 million. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. And we have a $1.5 million structural deficit. David? Well, I, I, there is one segment of this. I, I don't think it's an actionable item tonight, but this business of the sales tax oversight board, um, the city of Willows will appoint. Okay, I don't, I don't think, um, I just want to make sure the structure of that board, I, I mean, I'm very, um, I feel strongly that the structure of that board should have certain makeup. That's all. And I don't think that has anything to do with passing this deal. Are we required to have an oversight board for this? We're just throwing it out there for it's more bureaucracy to slow it down? More? Strongly okay. recommended. Yeah, we, we have a, as we've said before, and I've probably said too many times, we have a trust issue with the citizens of Willows. And so an oversight board is at least an element of, of saying to the citizens, we will not spend this money frivolously or go back and pay, you know, whatever. So this is the purpose of the oversight board is people can go to ev Evan and say, Evan, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. You know, whatever. And they Just can come right up here and say, what are you doing? Yeah. Too, yeah. But they don't do that. I didn't, I didn't mistrust them. You didn't. You didn't. You didn't. None of us did. But it's just another step that we have to take now. I know. And it's, it's just one of those things. It slows us all down. You know, we want to get things done faster, get things done quicker. And it's just hard when you add more committees and it's it's for the spending, it. not the actual getting. We'll we'll pass the tax, get the one percent, right. and then how we spend it is the committee's function, right? Or at least an input. No, 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 no. <laughs> the oversight board would get to make a recommendation. The council has the fiduciary right. I, responsibility I, I said it wrong. under the You're, code. Yeah, yeah, thank you. They would make a recommendation, and that's right. one of only. And the city attorney and I have discussed this. This is a concern I have that I don't want the board to think that they have power that they don't have and authority that they don't have other cities require a report marysville does a report vallejo does a report not everybody does it this way i understand the city attorney's point though especially given in light of some of the history here in the city walls and just to give more context um specifically the ordinance as you read it um has been looked over by uh, specialists that are specialized in tax measures um, there is a possibility if we just wrote our own ordinance without um, having actual experts weigh in and review uh, our ordinance that the California or state of California wouldn't enforce the sales tax measure even if it were passed. So uh, it's, I, I think it's important that we um, include the ordinance as it is um, written because it has been approved by those that um, are specialized in this, uh, specifically in California, so that if it is passed, that there's not a 
issue of whether or not the, the state will enforce this sales tax. Yeah. And so just to confirm the oversight board, they actually have to be a member or a citizen of the city of Willows. They cannot live in the county. Correct. They have to be within the city limits. Okay. They have to be a, a voting member of this jurisdiction, which is within the city limits. So, Mr. Mayor, if I may, where you're on, on that topic. I, I did have some proposed additional language for Section 16, the Sales Tax Oversight Board, just to verify that. So, and Caroline, I appreciate your effort putting the ordinance together. It's, it's well done. I just had two areas of concern, and this is one of them. I, right now, the way it reads, the City of Willows will appoint a five-member standing oversight committee, committee to be made up of Willows residents, not city employees, to serve three two-year terms. And each council member will appoint one of the five members. I agree with that, absolutely. I think that's very fair. Uh, I would suggest some additional language uh, to be made up of the Willows, to be made up of Willows residents, uh, uh, 18 years of age or older, whose primary residence is verified as, as within the incorporated limits of the city of Willows, just to make sure. Because the way it reads now, Willows residents, what does that mean? There's a legal definition of resident. Okay, it doesn't not say city of Willows residents. It says Willows residents. Um, I think, I mean, it, as a a, lot of attorney, I would interpret that as the same thing, but we can, we can change that if that's... Well, and Willow, 95988 isn't just the city of Willows, it's Willows, it's city and, and surrounding area of Willows. So the way this reads, Willows residents. Willows residents would mean a resident, your residence, your legal residence is within the city limits of Willows, I, which I, is how I would read that. I, I would like that to be specified in the language, be clarified in the language I would... I would like to see that. Okay. So there's if, no question. So adding the word city of? City of Willows. City of, residents residence of, of the city, city of Willows. I would recommend that. Since like, like I say, in the 95988 Willow zip code, I mean, it surrounds Willows all the way, or, you know, quite a bit of non-city have Willows addresses. I'm, I'm not picking up on your concern. Does that mean you, you want to broadcast and allow, allow those people to vote on this? No, this is a City of Willows tax measure. This is a City of Willows ordinance. So that's the, five, the, the members of the board should be City of Willows residents. Okay, for the that's board. What I'm that's your concern. I just wanted to clarify City of Willows. That's, that's all. That's all. And in Carolyn, it, doesn't, it does not say voting members or have an age on here. Is there a reason why the language is vague? No, because um, I think that would be up to the council. Who they get to you get to each choose one committee member um, to sit on that committee. So, so you could choose a twelve-year-old. Well, that's why. I, who would appoint a sixteen-year-old, for um, example? Is what I'm I would. Say. To be honest, but it could I have but never it, been asked uh, an age restriction. No. I think it it goes without saying that it's an eighteen-year-old okay. adult, but. Right. Um, I certainly can put that in there if that's um, something that the council w would prefer. I'd, I'd like to, I just want a five, but I'd like to see it you know, be an adult and a, and a city of Willows resident. I, I mean, you know, I defer well, to my colleagues. That's, you know, that's just. If it's minor to make that. the change, then no big, no difference. I, I'd really like it to be that nobody on the committee could be a recipient of monies generated from the sales tax. No government employees of any kind. It says no employees of the city, which is all we can have jurisdiction over because it is a city 
Understood. I hope we, we take that into consideration when we. So that would include people. private companies that are hired by the city, or no, just em- that would employees. Include independent contractors. It would just inc- be a city employee. Okay. Just a city employee. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you don't. Just making sure, you know, if we get a board member on there that says, "Oh yeah, my, you know, my company can do this for you guys, and you guys can pay out of this new sales tax." That's what I'm concerned about. Um, it should not benefit from should not behavior. benefit whether it's doing weed abatement, tree services, concrete work, construction. I know, that's why Again, I'm asking. This is just an advisory board. Understood. We're just going to give you a recommendation, Understood. and you mm-hmm. all five are going to vote on. We got to be adults and decide how to how yes. to spend the money. This okay. Is not they're not going to make any decisions without your actual approval and decision. Okay. They're we'll just recommending uh, something to the council. Okay. I have one question about the effective date of the sales tax when we pass it, because I'm going to be positive on that. It talks about an operative date. shall be the first day of the calendar quarter commencing more than 110 days after the adoption of the ordinance. Is the ordinance being adopted today, or is the ordinance being adopted effective the date that they pass the, the tax? Effective the date that it's passed. March. So if we pass it March 5th, we wait 110 days before it goes into effect. Uh, that is out of my control. That's, okay, <laughs> just wanted to clarify that. Mr. Mayor? Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Are, no, that, that was it. I, I was going to ask uh, Mr. Sprague if he had anything to I, I just add. had one more item, Mr. Mayor, if I may. Go ahead, Gary. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. It, it's, it's brief. So, Carolyn, I, I went through this uh, very thoroughly. Uh, several times my question is I don't read that it specifies general sales tax anywhere in the ordinance I'd like to see uh, some clearer language specifying a general sales tax Uh, in my mind it doesn't read general sales tax um, well if you compared it to a specific sales tax you would understand that it it definitely is a general sales tax because the specific has to have a purpose, a direct right. purpose, and it can only go in that, into that those or that uh, fund. Um, and so this is the language, again, that was approved and California will accept. Okay. So I would advise not changing okay. that language. I will say that um, the city will, you know, be educating uh, the public um, on what the general sales tax is, what it means, what it, what, why the city needs it. Um, that is the city's prerogative. We can't advise um, or encourage a voting yes or no on a measure right. as a city agency, That's but we, we can educate. So mm-hmm. that'll be part of the education okay. process, um, Councilmember Hansen, is that we explain that this is a general sales tax and what that means compared to a specific one. So the ordinance itself doesn't necessarily need to read that way or educate, I would say, the, the public. I think what's more important is that the information's out there before voting um, as opposed to being in the ordinance. But this is a general sales tax ordinance and that's language that, again, has been reviewed and approved by this tax specialist, tax measure spe- specialist that we trust to um, get us an ordinance that will California will recognize and enforce. No, I understand. No, thank, thank you, Ms. Walker, for the explanation. I, so this is statutory language. As accepted statutory language, I accept that. 
but it, as long as you understand my my concern reading it, it, you know, it did not specify general sales tax. So, so if that's the way it needs to be written, I understand. Because it's place. because it's general, um, it's everything that a, a specific tax measure would have is taken out mm -hmm. essentially. So it doesn't speak to any of that. Right. But if you were to look at the specific sales tax, which we actually have a copy of and went over before we. Um, drafted this and, and sent it to the council, uh, it is very specific on what the purpose is and that's all it talks about. Um, and you have to have separate funds for a specific sales tax. So none of that language Separate is, account. I'm sorry, separate account, that's what I meant. So none of that language is in this one. Um, so so it's, it is as clear as it can be as far as the statutory language. Well, if you're satisfied with the legality of the language and reverence the ordinance, I am also. So thank you for answering the question. Thank you. Thank you. Forrest? Yes, I do have a couple of things here. I'm not as concerned about as much of the language within the ordinance because I'm, I'm, I'll be honest right up front um, so that I don't sound like a hypocrite. But one of the reasons that I voted for the uh, last tax is, is we're separating the development fees out of that. That, that is, is going to be administration costs that we're going to look at. Okay, and I agree, it's old. Those are old numbers and we've got to look, look at what the costs are. Um, but I come from the old adage, if, the, if you want to increase something, you subsidize it. If you want to decrease something, you, you tax it. So I'm opposed to the tax increase. But what I do want to make sure is that we're not going to be doing like we did with Measure H, where we were spending state or city funds on putting thumb on the scale in there, I would draw on, on being able to get it passed. I would draw the attention to what I think is a well-written um, advisory here that we got from city attorney, uh, current city attorney. And correct me if I'm wrong, if I understand correctly what you're saying, and this is the way I understand the law as well, is we cannot use public facilities, equipment, or anything else in trying to demonstrate this is why we need a sales tax. None of, we can't use any, any city-owned properties or any. No, that's um, technically not accurate. No? What you cannot do, you cannot, the city cannot use any public funds, money, facilities to encourage a yes or no vote on a ballot measure. The city is legally able to, um, and I can go back to the memo that I provided to the council. Um, we can educate, we can give fair, objective information. Right. Um, we cannot advocate. So uh, that looks like, um, you know, town halls or informational uh, Q and A's. There's, a, you know, lots of ways that we can disseminate information um, on what the tax is, what it would, you know, hypothetically would be used for, that money would be used for. We can also educate the public on where we're in a deficit or what we're looking at in two years, maybe less. Um, those are all educational pieces, but we just cannot advocate for that, if that makes sense. It does, what it, and maybe I should be a little more specific. When this first came up with Measure H, I went online and I was reasonably familiar with this stuff. And what I pulled up, and you can't see it from where you're at, but this was FPPC in regard to a ballot measure that the, the 
supporters of the ballot measure using public funds could say support our schools. That was legal. They could put that on bumper stickers. They could put it on city property or, or state or school property or whatever. Go ahead. City council can officially endorse yes. the uh, ballot measure, but you cannot. We cannot use um, city funds to send mailers saying vote yes on this measure. Okay. We can send informational out to the public saying this is where the city looks like next year in a, in a deficit. Um, this is the amount of money we're expecting to get if the measure passes. Uh, those kinds of things. Educational versus ad advocating. I'm, and I understand the distinction in that. What I'm pointing here is this is the sign that's illegal. It says vote yes on measure A to support Correct. our schools. That we would not be doing that. That wouldn't be legal. Correct. But uh, can I just clarify, Councilmember Spray, you're suggesting that you could say, it says there that you, you could say support the city, and that could just be a slogan if we wanted to, that's right? Fine. Right? That's, support that's what city. you're saying that document says. Right. You can right. support the city. Support the city. Without saying but tax. You can't or use it as an advocate to advocate a yes vote or as the law says, urge a yes or no vote. Right. Okay. Contrary to that, however, this is the picture taken of Willow's Fire Department. It says, vote yes on Measure H. Vote yes on Measure H. Wow. They also put on the website, using equipment in the background with people in the front, vote yes on Measure H. That's the type of stuff that I don't want to be able to see this time. That was, that was the problem we had before. <coughs> the other thing that I'm concerned about is that, correct, and this is why I was querying um, Mr. Hansen in regard to the city limits that he was talking about within the city limits. Correct me if I'm wrong, but if somebody living out on 162 with a 95988 zip code goes to Whitmire Chevrolet and buys a brand new $90,000 pickup, are they not paying the sales tax on that vehicle based on our sales tax here in, in Willis. Yeah, they are. If they don't, you mean as in, in the zip code versus the actual city limits? The city limits of where they purchased it is actually. It's an interesting topic because I only know from uh, Tehama County um, when people live in the county versus the city limits. It's all one zip code, just like Willow's. Right. And um, there's a no county tax and there is a city tax. And so um, as a county resident, I make sure to let people know that I shouldn't be assessed the city tax because I don't live in the city. So that is a problem, um, certainly. I don't know about a vehicle. I think vehicles are actually a little bit different, but um, that is something that uh, individually I think people need to address. I don't think that's something that the state will monitor for us, if that's what your, your question is. Um, my, where I was headed with it, the question would be then, should not everybody in the 95988 zip code be able to vote yes or no on the, on the, the sales tax? Unfortunately, what? no. You have to live in the city limits of Willows to be able to yeah. vote on the sales tax for the city of Willow. Okay, so we in the city limits can actually make a tax 
on somebody that doesn't live within this. No, they can choose to go shopping somewhere else. It's, they could go it's, shop somewhere else. Yeah, Technically, you're coming within not, our city limits. So they're they would yes exactly. They're not going to be. Um, they can they can prove that their residence is not within the city limits. They won't be paying that tax. Okay. If you're talking about something within the city limits, but okay. Another item I'd like a little bit of clarity on here for it. Okay, so you specifically say an official may not use public uh, resources to take sides on the measure. Public resources may not be used for campaign materials, et cetera, et cetera. Does anything prohibit then us, because I'm sure there will be some that are going to promote it. There will be others like me that will try and protect the, mi the min minorities and probably say we shouldn't. So are, are there prohibits? Obviously, we're not going to spend city funds for this, but is there anything that prohibits David of writing a, his op-ed in favor and my, me writing an op-ed in, 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 yes. in opposition? A couple of things. First, I would urge you to go back and read the memo that I provided. Um, I, I got it. Yep. It's, okay. I, we provided it last at the last meeting. Right. Um, it shows the law and the case law on this specific issue. It has a list of what things the city can and can't do. Um, but specifically to council members, uh, if you are portraying yourself as a council member with your name in the community um, and you speak or write something with your name attached to it with council member or on city letterhead, etc., you are basically uh, using your position in the city government um, for that position. So you can personally um, certainly have an opinion and express that opinion. But I would strongly caution you to be careful of where and how you do that. Um, this isn't just this issue. Uh, this issue comes up a lot for council members, um, as we've discussed in the past. So uh, certainly nothing with your um, council member title or the mayor's title uh, on city letterhead, um, anything to indicate that that is a position from the full council. So, so that's the concern. And that would be for advocate for or advocate against? Either direction. Either direction. Any so, direction. I have to ask, if I may, Forrest, I want to ask specifically now. So I, I write this thing once in a while called Adventures of a Rookie Councilman. <laughs> and I fully intend to promote the sales tax program within that column. Is that illegal? Uh, I won't say it's illegal, but I would suggest giving the uh, public information instead of yeah. encouraging or discouraging their vote. Fine line. I'm but that's okay. That's what we do. Yeah, that's, that's all right. <laughs> so we have these. Don't uh, sign Vice Mayor Vaughn. I do not sign Vice Mayor Vaughn. I might have to change the headline to Adventures yes. of a Citizen of Willows. There you go. Or you Who is a, a councilman? A generic soapbox. No, nothing. No mention gotcha. of your council. So we hold these uh, the Monday nights before the council meetings. We've been doing these Imagine Willows meetings. We did one last night. Great meeting. Great group. And in that, in the body of that. Uh, those sessions were talking about the sales tax and why it should be passed. Okay. Dollars and cents and why. Okay, but again, um, educating and and you Infor educate and inform, don't own advocate. Personal opinion, but as a council member, uh, I would caution you to be careful coming across as uh, representing the group. You know, I, I'd like to bring this back because we're talking about it. Well, I'm curious based yeah, on what Forrest I mean, asked. We're talking about campaigning for it or against it or how we would I know. promote it when we're, we're really the only thing on the agenda here. is the sales tax ordinance. Correct. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> All right. I've got more on the subject. We'll bring it up later. 
So we will have to have obviously more conversation about that. So, pleasure of the count, uh, public speakers. I forgive me. I almost forgot. Again. <coughs> Roberta Asbury. So if we are expecting a 1.54 million increase, what do you anticipate going towards the sheriffs? We wouldn't be able to answer that at this point in time. We're still working on trying to come up with what the sheriff would be. You have some idea? No, you, I don't. We just gave us some figures off of the Well, I the gave contract. you the figures of what that contract, what he was demanding, yes. I'm sorry, what? We gave you information of what the sheriff demanded mm -hmm. and what we had to approve in order to keep law enforcement here. Okay. There's no way for us today without having some long-term contract in place to know what that number might be. Just I, I'm not trying to search. Remind you that this is public comment. Right. So. I don't need to skirt the issue, but there's no way we could announce, answer that question. We don't have that information available. Anyone else? Pleasure of the council. Well, Mr. Mayor, I just have a, a question. Uh, the uh, matters agendized in to review and discuss proposed sales tax ordinance and provide direction to city staff and take any necessary action. So my question would be, uh, Direction, direction to staff or uh, uh, Carolyn, uh, what or necessary action entail possibly? Uh, a possible motion could be to direct staff to make the two changes that you have pointed out you wanted made to the ordinance, specifically the committee paragraph, and then to, um, with those changes, adopt the ordinance to be placed on the March 5th ballot. Okay, thank you. Thank you, John. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Uh, Mr. Mayor, I move to approve item 8B with the uh, uh, suggested uh, edits to the language in reference to the uh, uh, Oversight Committee. Uh, and Carolyn. And adopt the ordinance. And, and uh, another change, I, I don't want to miss the, over, the language in reference to the Oversight Committee. Yes, and, um, and then and um, approve staff to place this on the March 5th, 2024 ballot. And approve staff to place this matter on the March 5th, 2024 ballot. That's my motion, Mr. Mayor, is that understood? Yes. Mr. City Clerk. I'm gonna pull that one from the audio, Thank but, you. but I'll, I'll, I'll get Thank that you. documented. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. We have a second. Second. We have a second. Any further discussion? All those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? No. Are you going to ask, ask for us how we're going to pay all the bills if we don't do this? I would, but it's not on the agenda, so okay. I can't. <laughs> um, item 8C, County wide drought management committee appointment um, that was one lengthy 
attachment you gave us there, Mr. Hoover. My apologies. Just trying to keep you informed. Um, anybody have an opinion on this? Why do we have to do it? It's mandated so, by state law. So the, the, the state mandates every county to have uh, these task forces in place in the event of a drought you know, event. So the county has, uh, is putting together this uh, committee and they're going to come up with a countywide strategy to, to manage any kind of severe drought. Uh, this is a matter of the city having representation as part of the county committee or the city not having representation as part of the committee. The county is going, this committee is going to do what it's going to do. It's critical that the city is considered uh, as part of the, the countywide strategy to, in the event of a drought, what, what's going to happen. It makes sense for the county, but at a 2.9 square mile town, it doesn't make any sense at all for us to be on this bureaucracy. The, the concern would be with uh, one of our major population centers in the county, if the drought was severe enough. That could have impact to the population. Okay. And the county, better, county better. administrator approached me and asked. Just curious. We would... I'll, I'll cut to the chase. Do we have a volunteer, yeah, Mr. Mayor? I'd, I'd be happy to. Well, I don't. I don't need to go any more meetings, but I'd be happy to serve. Well, uh, you're the one that seems to have more about the water than, well, than the rest yeah, of us. I've got a pretty man. good grasp on the water, and I, I chair Anybody the else Glen, I chair the Glen Groundwater Authority, and I just wanted to say that the way I read it, I understand being part of the the committee. And I, I'm in favor of that. But as I as I dove into the documents that you sent us, Amos, thank you very much for that nighttime, late night reading material. Put him to sleep a couple of times. But it really, you know, the legislation doesn't really. It's not clear to me that the city should even be part of that base because it's based on uh, based on uh, small small uh, water systems. I believe five to 14 customers or something like that. The current water system we have here, which we're soon abandoning very soon, has three customers. And the other, the other qualification are for uh, you know, domestic wells. We have a handful of domestic wells in, in the city, the handful. So technically, technically uh, the, the uh, appointee will be representing a handful of people in the city with domestic wells. The way I read it, the way I read this legislation. Uh, so that what, when you're looking at that, that is uh, those small, those like small service groups. Right. Uh, by the legislation, they're supposed to have a committee of their own. There would have been okay. if if we were to fall under under that, there would be a committee separate from the county. Committee. I see. Okay. So this is just us participating. We have no requirement because of the po the the population of the city. Mm to have our own uh, task force. Hmm. Um, but be, even though we're not required to have one, a task force for ourselves, for the city of Willows, uh, the county is still required to have a task yes. force for the county at the large. The county is required, yes. Um, and so that kind of puts us kind of in the in-between of like, we're too big to be required to have one of our own, uh, but the county still has to do their thing. So us being a part of that, just make sure that the, the city is represented in the county strategy. Yeah. No, thank you, Amos. No, I understand it, you know, and, and to answer your question, David, at the height of our drought, our, uh, the, the, seven, the seven cow water wells here, uh, the depths were down to 129 plus feet, mm -hmm. which is huge. At the height of our, our the, the 
the moderate drought just there have been so many droughts since 1977 that I I've lost track actually there's been so many droughts but the moderate drought we had before that our depths were running you know 8 to 12 feet that's huge that's huge and we're if willows goes dry everybody's dry because we're we sit on a lot of water here a lot of water here uh, just the hydrology but but that that was frightening that the fact that that our that the seven cow water wells one of them was down to 129 well more more than one several were down around the 120 within the city five. limits yes our wells right here underneath underneath our feet were down that far during last year okay. and that's frightening that's frightening it's uh, a bad drought yeah and i mean you know so i i'd be i'd be happy to serve on on that committee and quite frankly i was wondering why we hadn't heard from our county partners i'll use that term county partners uh before about being part of the drought task force committee because we were, were not invited and i was wondering about that myself uh but uh anyway so i i'd be happy to serve on that if, okay if be the pleasure of the Mark, council. did you have something to say no i'm i'm fine with it i um what i was going to bring up and wonder if california water service gets involved in this then as well since we're not a city-owned utility our water is not a city-owned utility it's cow water reading the information that i read on that it they are they are they would be a participant part of it as like or city of orland would be in the water service they would be so since it's a mayoral appointment i point gary hansen thank you mr mayor so that concludes that part of our agenda to Council correspondence, council comments and reports. Anybody want to go first? May, may I impose? Um, I had a brother-in-law die this morning, and I'm kind of anxious to get with my sister and nieces and nephews and see how they're doing, um, if I might. Sure. Okay. I did want to finish up on my discussion here in regard to what I visited at, in uh, Davis. I also took the opportunity to go across the street and talk to six of those homeowners and see how, what they felt about this. Excellent. Okay. Um, one of them was, can't open your mouth without swallowing a fly. Okay. With the caveat to that is, but that's Davis because we're all ag. Well, she wouldn't, she, and she lived there for 40 years, so she couldn't qualify it and say it was directly because of this. Um, one gentleman, I, it's a duplex right across the street, you could see this, and he, he said, yeah, I, I, I rent here. And I said, well, why do you rent here? He said, well, the rents are cheaper here because of the bar. So that's an indication of property value dropped in my view. Um, the other complained about the fact that the stadium down the street is a whole lot noisier than what the, what the ag barn was and so on. Uh, one person, commented and was glad that they did get rid of the roosters where they had several roosters there apparently that thought the sun wouldn't come up unless they crowed so they were happy that they did get a, get rid of the roosters what you can't see and i i put i took a picture of it that on this side of this is about a three foot three and a half foot retaining wall right behind the sidewalk first and then a six foot um, cyclone type fence, chain link fence. 
in there. So a lot of people complained about they walk out their front door instead of being able to see landscaping and stuff across the street. They see this nine-foot barrier that separates them and whatnot. I'm not suggesting that that's what the, the school district is doing here, but uh, the neighborhood is not necessarily pleased with the fact that they have that, this type of a facility right across the street from them. With that, if I can be excused, I'm anxious. Really, real quickly, did you, was the park, the park's right next to it, right? Is there a park on one of the boundaries of the thing? No. There wasn't a park? There's no park. Okay. No park. It's a huge campus um, down there, but it was, no, no, no park that I, you okay. did end up with a ball, at ball diamond and, and the football field and stuff like that right down the street. But nevertheless, neighbors weren't necessarily opposed to it. They just did not speak very favorably of it that way. And they did have some criticism about it. Thank you, Forrest. Okay, so I'm going to excuse myself early, please. Thank you. Evan, you have any comment? I do not. Oh, I do, actually. I'm sorry. Yeah, I you should to talk about your wonderful Hall. meeting last night. Um, which was um, educational. It was kind of nice to meet some different folks from the community and they're sharing their concerns. Um, I got to have some good conversation, play a little bit of devil's advocate in a couple of the, did, the conversations, um, you know, and yeah, it was, like I said, it was a good time. Um, I enjoyed it. Um, and then I got a call and so I had to go, but yeah, I wanted to thank uh, Vice Mayor Vaughn for inviting me down there to to do that. That was very educational and very good. So thank you. Okay, David. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you for coming, uh, Mr. Hudson, Mayor, Councilman Hudson. It was nice to have you there. One of the things about Imagine Willows is to get as many people, including our staff people, to participate and, and attend so that they can meet people who choose to come. Will have a chance to meet you up close and personal. Hear you. Hear from you. Uh, in various ways and ask you questions. So the agenda last night, so we're excited about the Imagine, Imagine Willows program. We have some loyal members that come all the time and then we bounced around with numbers, but we start with the pool because it was the origin of the meeting to begin with. We're all committed to making the pool happen. The, the grant for the Sycamore Park was discussed, a lot of excitement and enthusiasm. Um, we uh, did indicate that there was an effort to maybe uh, just that or we're, we think that between Nathan's magic and whatever we can do we can find other money for the pool um, we're never giving up on the pool one way or another uh, the, I guess say the Willows Park grant was really well received uh, we talked about this Jeep event this jumping jamboree event which has now been moved to November it's a group of citizens in the community that believe that a major event of magnitude that brings people to our town and around us will create revenue and foot traffic and all the things that the businesses need desperately to not only grow themselves but to attract others to serve that, that demand. Um, so that was exciting. Um, the agricultural facility at Willows was briefly discussed. The sales tax increase was a subject of considerable interest as was the police service program. So you know, we see this as an opportunity to greet and meet the public and, and try to overcome a long litany of negativity that seems to permeate the sky and the air and the earth and the ground. Thank you. Harry? Yeah, Mr. Mayor, just two items very briefly uh, reporting out to the council. The Regional Transit Committee meeting for this month was canceled. We did hold the, uh, a meeting of the Glen County Transportation Commission that was on uh, last Thursday, October 19th. Uh, 
mostly routine business, uh, uh, two items of note, uh, State of Good Repair, Senate Bill 1 funds were approved for fare box equipment upgrades. The fare box uh, equipment in the buses is no longer serviceable. Uh, parts cannot be obtained. It's old school. So uh, staff is, uh, is moving toward, uh, you know, operating, you know, basically cashless type, you know, cash will still be accepted, but, but a cashless type uh, system that's also uh, uh, interchangeable with our surrounding connections in Tehama County and Butte County. So uh, it'll just streamline things and also, also safer for the drivers as well. But uh, it's quite expensive to do that with the hardware and the software. Uh, the second item was, uh, a, you know, I, I thank Caltrans for their uh, uh, temporary repavement, uh, the resurfacing of Wood Street, the worst, the worst spots until the con complete reconstruction of Wood Street in, in uh, 2024, extending from uh, uh, Tama Street or you know, Road 99 in the county to uh, east, excuse me, west to approximately Shasta Street. However, they were, as part of those improvements, the uh, craters that are in the middle of the intersection of State Route 162, Wood Street and Tama Street were supposed to be repaired. So. I got on the Caltrans representative about why that wasn't done, so uh, that's hopefully going to be done soon. That was supposed to be done by uh, uh, by the end of August, uh, beginning of September. It has not been uh, uh, repaired yet. But uh, also the uh, the signage survey and the uh, pedestrian safety and lighting surveys on Wood Street are still not uh, have still not been presented to us. Uh, making noise with our Caltrans rep, uh, who who is doing uh, excellent work for us, but he is he is our you know he he's our voice. He, he's not the person responsible for cranking these studies and and, and proposals and repairs out. He can, he carries our messages, um, so we're we're uh, we're making noise about about that. Uh, and look forward to the complete reconstruction of Stair at 162. Uh, in reference to the unmet transit needs, there were no unmet transit needs identified in the county. And that's it for that. And I'd just like to uh, comment on the uh, water main extension from Harvest Drive to Ken Road 57. It's been completed, and the construction firm made swift work of it. They did, did excellent work, uh, completed uh, extremely quickly and before the rains, and uh, the 12 inch main and uh, Cal uh, water. Uh, personnel were uh, on the pipeline yesterday and today. You know, my travels back and forth uh, uh, to the ranch and other things I was doing out testing the line. So by golly, there's water running in the line. It's a good thing. Cool. We're darn near out of the water business. Almost. Right. Shouldn't be long now. So it just, it's just great to see after. It was a long, it, you know, there were some hurdles we had to get over before we got there, but we got there. So it's a good thing. Positive for Willows. And that's all I had, Mr. Mayor. Thank you. Thank you. Um, my report out is um, I had a real good meeting with um, Christine Zoppi at the county along with um, Habitat Humanity about looking at um, an opportunity or a project within the city. I've also spoken to a landowner again to the south to see what we might be able to do to generate some uh, commercial activity. So I'm going to continue on that front and that's about all I had. So you have a Manager's report. Very quickly, I just want to mention that we have um, two new hires that will be starting with the city very shortly. Joe Betancourt from the county um, will be the new community development and services director, and Joanne Moore, who works for a nonprofit in 
uh, Yuba City currently. She will be the new accounting manager. So no one is more excited about those two appointments than me. Um, and so they'll be starting November 6th and November 13th, respectively. I also did just want to mention that the Public Safety Committee did have a meeting yesterday with um, uh, private security, who's actually in the audience tonight, uh, just to talk about some of our law enforcement possibilities and different ways that we can be creative and think outside the box. And um, so I just wanted to, sorry, steal your thunder, the two of you, but just wanted to mention that. So. Well, I'm glad you mentioned it, Marty, because I forgot about it. So I didn't hear <laughs> about the meeting. Well, I didn't forget about it. I wasn't too sure it. I was ready to talk about it, so I'm glad you did. Well, I just yeah, only yeah. wanted to mention it briefly. I wasn't going to make a big deal out of yeah, it. Thank but. you for being here tonight, gentlemen. Good to see you. Thank you. Thank you. If that's it, go one. That's good news. November 6th, then. Yeah, November 6th and the 13th. Yeah. That's very good. Yep.